Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. You can find more relationship insights at focusonthefamily.com slash marriage podcast. I'm John Fuller, along with Dr. Greg Smalley and his wife, Erin Smalley. And sadly, when it comes to marriage, sometimes what you see is really not an accurate picture of what's really going on. And uh, the two of you, Greg and Aaron, you, you've counseled a lot of folks. You probably see plenty of couples who present like, I'm fine, but somehow they made their way to your counseling office. Yes, and it's so common that, of course, when y- you are struggling in your own marriage, the enemy wants you to believe that it's just you. No one else is struggling. You go to church and you look around and everyone else's marriage appears to be perfect. But the truth is, you're not alone. And people are all in the journey of marriage. And it just, it, we each go through seasons that are great and we go through seasons of struggle. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to hear right now from Ann White as she talks to Jim Daly. Um, Ann's story is kind of like we've described here. It seemed perfect, but it was coming to an end. Let's go ahead and listen. And welcome to Focus. Thank you so much. It's your, a pleasure to be here. Your husband, Mike, is out in the gallery. You're, you is. have two adult sons as well, huh? We do. How old we, are your boys? Our boys are 28 and 30. Oh, man. I'm a few steps behind you with 17 and 15-year-old boys. <laughs> yeah. So, Well, we met in high school, so we st- we got started early. <laughs> we married you know, just shortly out of high school and um, then started a family almost right away. Well, that's both a blessing and part of it the is. issue, isn't it? Well, yeah, I think it is, actually. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in fact, uh, you met when you were 14 and 17, as you yes. said. Um, this is really hard to do. I mean, you do it with such grace. But to talk about the most painful areas of who you are in your relationship with your husband, mm-hmm. with the Lord, uh, it's got to be very difficult. Have you found that to be helpful to others? Is that why you do it? That's absolutely why I do it. It's because it is helpful for others. Because I think many of us walk through life veiled to the possibilities because we're hiding what's really holding us back. Fear comes into play and just keeps us tripped up all the time. And I know for myself, for 40 years, I just kept it under the radar and pretended that everything was okay. So well, if there was a difficulty in my marriage, I hid it. And I think everybody tends to do that. Yeah, They're I was afraid say, of what people would think. To some extent, I think everyone does it, if we're honest. I mm-hmm. mean, because there are things that you don't lay out there. Uh, you know, and it's not, there's probably negative things that you shouldn't hide, obviously. Mm-hmm. Poor behavior, sinful behavior, those mm-hmm. kinds of things. But there's also courtesies that you would hide. You know, when you uh, feel irritated, the right thing to do is to kind of bury that, I would think. There is a healthy bearing, is there not? There absolutely is. And I was going to say that because, you know, I think we need to be transparent with our spouses, our family members, loved ones, friends. We need to come out and speak truth and love, but we don't have to tell everything. You know, so that goes for like what you said, you know, if we're agitated and we just need a moment to calm down and, you know, gather ourselves back together. Or if we're talking to a close friend or or someone who's come up to us and said, you know, tell me what you've been through in your life and, you know, how that might help me get through what I'm going through. You don't have to tell all the details. Right. You know, the important thing is that people understand we're fellow strugglers. We're the body of Christ and we're in this together. We don't have to be alone. We don't have to walk these difficult journeys by ourselves. When I heard John talking about in the open there your marriage and what the counselor had said, it was one of the worst marriages he'd ever seen. I mean, that that's kind of jaw-dropping. Well, so what was going wrong 
that a counselor would say that. Well, paint the picture of your early marriage. What was happening? Correct. He did say that. and what? But what he actually said was, I've not seen a marriage in as much difficulty as what you guys are mess, as big a mess as what you guys are in that's ever made it. So he'd seen many difficult marriages, but the majority of them had broken apart and split. Well, that right there is the confidence people should have in what you're about to share Amen. with us. So yes. let's get into it. Um, where were each of you in your walk with Christ when you got married and in your early years of marriage? Where, where was God in your foundation? So we both grew up going to church occasionally. Uh, my husband grew up Church of God. I grew up uh, in the Methodist Church, but we would go occasionally. My parents were Christians. I believed I was a Christian, but I might be in church once a month, and I didn't have a clue what God's Word said. I didn't know other than to take my Bible to church with me on Sunday and listen to what the pastor had to say, and then bring it back home and set it back on a shelf. That's basically all I knew about God and His Word. I believed in Christ. I believed He was real, but that was the extent of it. So I. I think that's a dangerous place to be, but that's where I was. And so there was no life change in my life because as a kid, I simply believed I was a Christian. I believed I had my ticket into heaven and that's all I needed. And yet go ahead and just live life as it comes at you. My husband was going to church as well, um, thought he was a Christian and, you know, his mom would take him occasionally. But we both at 14 and 17, when we met, we were both very broken. We came from very broken homes with very broken relationships within our homes. So that obviously impeded our ability to have a healthy relationship sure. even in high school. What would people on the outside looking at your marriage, how would they have described that marriage that you're living in? Um, from the outside looking in, we hid it very well. And that was part of our problem. Use some of the words that people you think, and don't be shy. I mean, what would people have said about uh, Ann and Mike's marriage? They thought we had the perfect marriage. The had perfect it all together. Family, had it all together. My husband started a business at 19 years old, knocking on doors, selling insurance, became very successful. And so we had the two children. Uh, everyone was healthy, had a nice home. Everything looked great on the outside. And we got really good at hiding it. But that's what we grew up learning, that you're not to show your weaknesses. You're not to show that you're struggling. You know, I think all of us are kind of wired to pretend, to project this idea that I've got it all together. One of my boys, he struggles. And then he says, I'm fine. And I, I know underneath the surface he's not fine. And a lot of us learn that pattern in the home in which we grew up, unfortunately. How do we overcome that tendency? I mean, part of it's wired, part of it's nurture. How do we get over that, particularly with our marriages? John, I think one of the biggest lies out there is that marriage is an individual sport. Hmm. Just you and your spouse, just hunkering down, taking on the life's challenges together, but alone. The truth is that marriage is a team sport. We need people. We need a community around us. I mean, you think about the average couple that stands up at their wedding, all these friends and, and families that are there. We kind of do weddings as a community, and then we send that couple off to do marriage and by leave themselves. Them alone, yeah. Exactly. And we need uh, a fellowship around us. We need couples who are willing to to be a part of our life, to know the real us, to, to see the good, the bad, 
the ugly, who accept us, who unconditionally love us, who will fight for our Hmm. marriage at at times. We need couples that are in our life that we just go and have fun with. And, And we go on vacation and we go on dates together and we just laugh and they come over and we have our shows that we you know, do together. We, yeah. we need both of those types of couples. So let's throw a lifeline out to the couple that says, okay, but we are alone. We don't have anybody. I mean, what, what advice do you have? What are some steps they can take even today to start to build those relationships? I would say talk about it with each other and say, you know what? We need community. Just recognize we cannot do this alone. I always say it takes a village to raise a marriage. And so Talk to your spouse about that desire to surround yourself with like-minded couples who will be there for you to celebrate with you, to rejoice with you, to grieve with you, to fight for your marriage with you. Hmm. Greg and I have sat down in the past and we wrote out names of who, which couples are in our lives and which ones do we feel like God is calling us to reach out to. Hmm. They need us as much as we need them. And so I say, put your eyes on and pray and start watching. God will be faithful in bringing you who he knows you need in your life and who needs you in their life. Mm. And they're in every church around this country and world. There are amazing couples. Mm-hmm. So join up with with a small group. If your church, if they don't have small groups, okay, start one. Mm. Just, just ask your pastor, say, we'd love to start a small group and we're going to go through a marriage book. I believe there's a ministry called Focus on the Family that has a whole bunch of really good resources. I've heard of them. Yeah. So we'll we'll equip you and resource you with all kinds of great books to go through. Yeah. And if you're not a part of a church, join. Mm. Research shows that that's one of the healthiest, most important things that you can do is to be a part of a church communion because that's where you can find the kinds of couples who, who want to stay together yeah. as well. You do life together with somebody. That's what I hear you saying. And we do have ways for you to follow up. Uh, certainly, uh, we do have a great website. It's full of articles, uh, videos, audio episodes, uh, lots of great advice there. Uh, you can find Ann White's book there as well, Courage for Life. Uh, it's our featured resource, so make a donation of any amount today, and we'll send a complimentary copy of that. It's our thank you gift for joining our support team. Well, next time, Anne will be back as she shares about how God brought her to a point of surrendering her marriage. Uh, for right now, on behalf of Greg, Aaron, and the team, I'm John Fuller, and thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. <music>